functioning, let's put it that way, to recognize that. We're not police, so we don't intervene, yeah. but we're supposed to report it if we get if we get really suspicious. And so I've never seen it. Yeah. I've seen situations where it was really hard where I, I thought somebody was... Wait, what? So this, this lady told me that her husband was going to kidnap her kid. What? Are you serious? We were on a flight. Uh-huh. It was years ago. But, really? like, that's the closest I've come to anything. It wasn't human trafficking. Yeah. But it was, like, a, a, a police... She asked the flight to be met by the police. Okay. She was having a fight with her husband. Okay. They had a little boy. Okay. And... Um... She got suspicious about something during the flight. Okay. Um, maybe the way he was treating her. But she she really begged the crew yeah. to, to have the police meet the flight. And I feel so bad because... Because of the parent? Because I told the, the I told... Mm-hmm. She talked to me and she was crying. And she, I told the captain. And the mm-hmm. captain did not feel like it was in his jurisdiction to yeah. call the police based on hearsay and she she couldn't prove it um yeah. she didn't go he didn't come out and talk to her mm-hmm. and i told her i, I told the captain i yeah. said there's something wrong with this mm-hmm. um i don't remember the details because it was a long time ago but it had to do with her papers mm-hmm. um it had to do with just like a f- he was trying to he was trying to like take her away from her child because like she was like illegal in like, that country or something it was to JFK. Okay. We were coming from somewhere in Europe, maybe Rome, oh. or maybe Milan. Right. But what I definitely remember is that she asked for a police to meet the flight, oh. and she was afraid that he, like, she was coming to the United States. She didn't have any family here, yeah, um, or anything. Oh. And when we landed, yeah. I, 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 I didn't even walk off the plane thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I went, I, I, you know, you when you land, you can't wait to get home. You go yeah, yeah, through yeah. Immigra- immigration customs. Yeah. It's, it's expedited for the crew, but you have to do it anyway. Oh. And then um, when I got outside, the passengers always get outside before us because we, we don't leave the plane until the last passenger leaves the plane. No way. So you stay, you actually do stay behind? Like... Your plane is it's yeah. your jurisdiction. Yeah, yeah. It's like your car. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't get out of your yeah, yeah. car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so the, um, the crew doesn't leave the plane until the last yeah. passenger gets off. And um, we, so we go through immigration and customs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so, I mean, like if it's a flight from Europe, it's going to, if it's a full flight, it's going to yeah. have between 250 to 400 passengers, depending on the aircraft. Yeah. And that when we got out yeah, yeah. as soon as I got out of customs yeah, yeah. I was I saw her with the police okay. and I went up to her and I said what happened mm-hmm. and I, my heart mm-hmm. really broke mm-hmm. right in that moment because mm-hmm. there was nothing I could do mm-hmm. exactly what she said he was gonna do he, he did they came out of customs yes yeah. you know where people are waiting for people yeah, yeah. that are coming off a flight yeah the his family was there okay they pushed him. Mm-hmm. They got into a car. They pushed her away. They 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 they, they, they grabbed the kid, and yeah. they all got in a car, and they were gone. And she didn't know 
where he was or anything. And the only, I mean, I'm sure that there was information that she could give the police yeah, yeah. that would indicate who he is and who his family is, yeah. or like a lead. Okay. And I don't know what legal rights they had to that child, but yeah. she was the mother. Yeah. And I just felt like I didn't really know these people, but I felt, I guess, it's an instinct that I have that in those kind of family yeah. problems, yeah. the kids should be with the mother, unless yeah. the mother was beating the kid or um, abusing the child. Yeah, the mom's always the best option. But that anything. wasn't even my call to make. Yeah. But I don't think that between a mother and a father, a husband and wife, mother and father, yeah. it's, none of, it's nobody's business what's going on with them. Yeah. But when she says she needed the police, that captain, like when I look back at it now, at the time, mm-hmm. I thought that he was unkind. Yeah. And I thought that he was, he just didn't want to fill out reports or he didn't want to get involved. Too much hassle, right? It's probably, they have to do some sort of like paperwork and stuff like that. So they didn't, they didn't want to go through the, through, through the hassle of doing work. They, and, and, everybody and it's one started. of those, it's a terrible thing because it, <laughs> it wasn't part of my training. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that I, I felt like, that's another thing the captain is the captain yeah. it's, 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 it's like you're driving your car yeah. he, he there's a there's a, a chain of command mm-hmm. and yeah. the flight attendants are under the captain the captain is first officer mm-hmm. third officer if there's three pilots yeah. there's a um the, per- the, 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 the lead flight attendant, mm-hmm. the second lead flight attendant, mm-hmm. and the rest of the crew in okay. order of seniority. It's, okay. it's called chain of command. Okay. And that's if, if decisions have to be made, you follow the, like, you know, if you're a junior to me, yeah. Yeah. you have to listen to me if I, uh, um, if, if yep. I'm, etc. Mm-hmm. That, that's how orders go. Mm-hmm. It's military. Yeah, yeah. And um, I followed the chain of command. Like, I did what I was supposed to do, okay. but I felt like I didn't do enough. And when I look back at it over the years, I feel like maybe if I would have put more pressure on the captain, the captain said, no, I don't really feel like that's in my jurisdiction mm-hmm. to be getting involved in a family mm-hmm. dispute. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I did just didn't do enough. And, and like, maybe it's just guilt because I knew, I saw what happened. I was like, you know, the captain was probably gone. Yeah. I don't know how many people on the crew actually saw what happened. But. So now, that every time I, I think about that, every time, you know, in our job, yeah. we're constantly reviewing things because yeah. for safety, for example, you, you're there to, your main purpose of, of a flight crew yeah. is for emergencies. But emergencies only happen every so often. You could go for years flying without having any kind of emergency. Have you been in, have you been in, in, in any emergency? Like any situation where you're like, oh, the, you like... like so, I've, I've had like a couple of things, like I had a... The worst emergency is a red emergency, mm-hmm. which can happen at any time without warning. Okay. Um... I've had situations where they told the crew that um, to prepare for a, um, a crash landing, like crash. the gear, the gears not they're having hydraulic problems. Mm-hmm. They're not sure a hundred percent that the gear, landing gear is gonna come down. Okay. Which to me just sounds like the thing's gonna hit the ground and explode. No gear. <laughs> it's not. It's, I mean, like. Yeah, like um, there's such a thing as a belly landing where okay. hopefully. Yeah. Belly landing. The thing crashes to the to belly and. And, and you can skid mm-hmm. and hopefully. 
um, the plane won't break apart and blow blow up in flames. But um, you know, you do your best. <laughs> Hope yeah. it's the last to die. But um, I had. Have you have you landed in the in both both the times that that happened? Mm-hmm. The gear did come down and everything was normal. Okay. I had like maybe like I've flown a lot of times. Since yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I in in the mm-hmm. average month I, I'm up. I don't like to do domestic trips. Yeah. yeah. So I usually fly to Europe because I'm senior enough to choose that. So I, I fly in, out, and I come back. Okay. I don't usually do two flights in a day. Okay. It takes me two flights to get to home to Jamaica when I want to go home. But uh-huh. um, that's an average of 10 flights a month, right? Yeah, yeah. Most of the time, okay. everything's fine. Okay. But like I've had out in my 23 years flying as yet, I've had two, three engine failures in flight. Okay. Actually, two engine failures mm-hmm. in flight. Mm-hmm. One on the ground. Like the first time it ever happened, uh-huh. I was new, uh-huh. and you know you're trained. Yeah. And um, like you're ready for it. I, I couldn't. Be- like I'm always. We're all. The crew is already always ready for stuff like that. Okay. But it was just like I was like, oh shit, really? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> we landed and it was okay. dark. Uh-huh. And it was on a 747, mm-hmm. and one of the engines torched. So it was, it was. Um, it was on fire. Was it on fire? It's not really on fire, but what it, it's, it's like something in the engine explodes, mm-hmm. and so the plane is moving this way, mm-hmm. and it's leaving a trail of fire okay. behind it. Okay. Uh, like fiery debris. The okay. fuel is, it's like the fuel is coming out of the plane, yeah. out of the engine, and it's on fire. Uh-huh. And because it's happening at night. Mm-hmm. It can happen on the ground and it can happen in the air. Okay. But when it happens at night, it's yeah. very obvious. Whereas if it happens in the day, uh-huh. it's it's not gonna look as bad. Like you might be able to see it, yeah. but at night it just looks like you just see a whole lot of fire. Okay. And you know, and the passengers are not like knowledgeable about like what's gonna happen next. Yeah. So it's scary. Passengers, especially at night, the passengers will be screaming. Ah! Everybody's screaming. You seeing fire? Yeah, yeah. You getting ready to brace? Because one of the things yeah. that we've, like, our training over the years. I started flying in 1996. Okay. Our training over the years has evolved. Okay. But one thing that they always had uh-huh. was the silent review. Like they encourage you mm-hmm. when you sit down. Okay. Review your exit uh-huh. operation. Oh, okay, okay, review okay. your exit commands. Mm-hmm. Review the exit strategy. Uh-huh. And um, I was reviewing all of that real fast. I was like, holy shit, but nothing happened. Okay. It just slowed down. Uh-huh. And um, did, the, did the flight take off or not? Like you guys stayed on the ground? It, it happened before you went, right? No, it was when we were landing. Oh, shit, okay. But we, that day we were supposed to land uh-huh. and then drop off passengers mm-hmm. and then ferry our flight, mm-hmm. which means to take an empty plane somewhere else. Whoa. And we couldn't leave. We were okay. stuck in this place called Medina. Mm-hmm. Um, why they can't fix these roads? It's very messy. Medina, um, Medina, Saudi Arabia. You were in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, I've been there a lot of times. Because my first company that I worked with was a charter company, Tower Air. Okay. And um, we used to do work. We used to do charter flights. Okay. So and we had these, we would get this, um, contract, okay. the company would get a contract where they would send aircraft and crew to Saudi Arabia to bring um, pilgrims to Mecca. It's like the fifth pillar of Islam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like 
three to five million pilgrims go to Saudi Arabia every year to perform this ritual called the Hajj. Okay. And they don't have enough planes and yeah. seats on commercial flights, scheduled commercial flights like on Saudi Arabian Airlines, Air India, Pakistan Air, um, Garuda International, Royal Air Morocco, all, all of those they can't handle countries. The amount of people. Yeah, they can't handle it. So the rich people go on those flights and the poorer people, and a lot of those people are kind of poor, yeah. they go on charter flights. Oh. So that's what we were doing. We were taking the the riffraff part. <laughs> um, um, <Wait>. um, pilgrim. <laughs> riffraff means like poor, right? Riffraff is yeah. poor. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, the, 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 less, the less economically fortunate people. Okay. Okay. Um, to, 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 to their hajj. And they're okay. always old. Okay. Because they save up all their life to do that. So we, we got stuck in Medina. Mm -hmm. It was weird too because um, the only hotel there that... Um, is outside the city mm -hmm. was a Sheraton mm -hmm. and it was full mm. and oh no that's not what it was I it just came back to me what was it wasn't that the hotel was full mm -hmm. there was a prince in the hotel a Saudi prince oh that God. did not want non-muslims in the hotel because the crew wasn't all Muslims okay and so we had to spend the night on the plane and it no was hot. way yeah Wait, wait, the people, you No, guys no, and the, the passengers got off. And okay. They went wherever they were going. Okay. But the crew had to, we had to sleep in the plane all night. Is that usual to sleep in the plane or no? No, it's the, the only, luckily that's the only time it ever happened. But it was disgusting. Really? But I remember when I signed up to work for Tower Air, they yeah. trained me. Mm -hmm. They said, you, this is, this <clears throat> is a, this is a charter airline. We do military flights. We do, um, we don't only go to vacation destinations. We go all over the world. Mm -hmm. We're charter on demand. We work. We have contracts for places, things like the U.S. Mm -hmm. Press Corps, um, the the Hajj, mm -hmm. mil, um, U.S. military flights, flights for other military through the United Nations. Um, we also did like sub services for other airlines. Mm -hmm. um, and ch just regular charter flights, like anybody that needs to move, yeah. um, like 200 to 400 people, um, we can get them a plane mm -hmm. from anywhere to anywhere in the world. Wow. So we pretty much, yeah, we did, we went to all kind of weird, crazy places. With, with that company? With that company? Yeah. Well, uh, you guys did anything with the military? Like you guys? I did a lot of military charters. What is that? Like mili bringing military people? Two, there's mainly two kinds. Like bringing military personnel mm -hmm. to where, from wherever to wherever. Like usually from the United States mm -hmm. to places like Saudi Arabia or Korea or Japan. Um, South, Saudi, did I say Saudi Arabia already? Okay. Where else we got? Um, yeah. Wherever they have U.S. bases, can, yeah. um, Panama. Um, you went to Panama too? Yeah. And when you when you get to those places, do you get to do you get to like do you get to um, get off and like enjoy the enjoy the? Usually, almost always. Really? Most of the time. Yeah. Like how how many like hours or like a day at least a day. Like first, like for one thing, mm -hmm. for you to work on a plane, yeah, to be operating as a flight attendant, mm -hmm. you have to. Um, 
you have to have a certain amount of rest. Okay. So there's a lot of regulations around that. Like if you've worked for so many hours and so many days, mm -hmm. then you have to get so many hours rest. And then also it's like, it's the crew um, gets someplace and the plane leaves. Like mm -hmm. when it was charter, mm -hmm. a lot of times the plane had to leave and you had to go to a hotel. So there was no, the company didn't have a plane to take you out. So mm -hmm. you would go to a hotel and you would end up like staying there for one or two days and then getting on um, some oh, airline. Okay. They would buy you tickets on another, it was called commercially. Okay. They would buy you tickets on another airline to get back to some place where either home mm -hmm. or to your base. Mm -hmm. um, everybody has a base, flight attendants always have a base airport. Mm -hmm. Or or to, to, to some place else where they wanted you to work. Okay. So they would just have a ticket for the tickets for the crew and they would get transportation to the airport. Oh, okay. And then like, even if you were still continuing on working with mm -hmm. your same company in, in your company aircraft. Yeah. Uh, like, um, yeah, you usually get at the very least 18 hours in a hotel somewhere. You, um, and you can enjoy those Now I work hours. for a regular commercial airline, Delta mm -hmm. Airlines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you enjoy it. Like, you can stay in your room and sleep. Mm -hmm. Or you can go out and party. Mm -hmm. and as long as, yeah. you, you know, you know you have to sleep because um, if you're going to, if your next assignment is to work. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, you know that you cannot drink for 12 hours, uh, any alcohol before you're, um, for 12 hours before you're supposed to be on duty. Mm -hmm. It's a regulation. It's a mm -hmm. lot of regulations. But you also know that, like, um, they can't tell you. Well, you're gonna be here. You, you you're gonna get nine hours in a hotel, uh, mm -hmm. in an airport hotel. You could say like, no, it's eleven hours. Mm -hmm. I don't care where your plane has to go. We need it because we need to sleep because yeah. we're tired. Yeah. Even if you commercial then, mm -hmm. if you were on a plane for over three hours, mm -hmm. and it's all by timing, like. Yeah. Duty time, the time that you showed up for work, mm -hmm. um, not not like necessarily the flying time, but the time that you presented yourself for duty, either at your base airport mm -hmm. or at the hotel to, mm -hmm. to be picked up. That's when your duty day starts. It, it, that that's when um, it's all on paper, it's computerized. Okay. So you can't you can't be on duty for um, more, more than 19 hours ever. Really? Yeah, international. Unless, the only time exception to that is if you had some really long-ass flight. Like, um, but the longest flight I've ever worked was 16 hours. And what happens What happens, in the, what happens with those 16 hours? Well, you have, you have to be working on an aircraft with a, with a crew rest facility yeah. inside the aircraft. Mm -hmm. Some place for you to be able to lie down. And... Um, you got some rest afterwards, like you probably they put uh, they probably paid or uh, they put um they split the crew up in half mm -hmm. during the rest, like in between the services, mm -hmm. and um, half the crew takes a break. You could lie down, you could sleep, or do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. It's like a coffin, though. It's like a little area. It's not really comfortable. Not the most. It's not like a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> but you well, have to, yeah. You you know when you have the the, the duty times like are so long you have to get so much rest but most of the time there is a, um the time that you spend in the hotel like you have usually 
in charter it would be over 24 hours okay. sometimes it was like hit or miss sometimes it could be 11 hours that's the minimum mm-hmm. all the way up to 105 hours it could be wow. like four days five days wait how does how does that work like like how do they structure your pay though like how like how is that how does that pay go oh so <clears throat> that's a really good question so mm-hmm. you're getting paid for flight hours mm-hmm. You're getting paid per diem. Mm-hmm. So the mini most airlines in the United States work the same way. Okay. The minute you show up for work, mm-hmm. you you start getting what they call per diem pay. Mm-hmm. It's um, for domestic is about two dollars and fifty cents an hour. Okay. And for international is about four dollars an hour. Okay. So that's to cover your expenses mm-hmm. wherever you are. Okay. Um, wherever you go. So you leaving the United States, you're getting four. I think now it's four fifty dollars mm-hmm. per hour mm-hmm. from the time you left your base airport yeah. to the time you come back to your base airport. Okay. That just keeps on going. Four fifty, four fifty every hour. It doesn't matter if you're like in the other country. They still. If you, as long as it's an international flight, yeah, it's it's four fifty. Um, if it, um, and if, if 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 there's like a section of that trip, yeah, that stays in the United States, yeah. But if there's one section where you leave the United States, yeah. then for that whole trip, you're getting international per diem. If no section of your trip leaves the United States, you get domestic per diem, which is about two dollars less. So and it doesn't matter what country. Yeah. And that's just per diem pay. And then you get flight pay from the time that you close the door. Yeah. You don't really get flight. You don't get flight pay for being on the plane. You get flight pay mm-hmm. from the time that they close the aircraft door mm-hmm. until the time that they open the aircraft door. Okay. Whether the aircraft takes off or not. But I mean, <laughs> there are circumstances where you close the door and the plane don't go nowhere. For, for a whole bunch of reasons, okay. that can happen. Yeah. It's not normal, but it can happen. Okay. And it happens. It happens? Yeah. Like, okay. you know, sometimes they close the door and um, they had a mechanical. And mm-hmm. they, like, you even got out on the runway and something was wrong with the plane. So they go back to the gate. Okay. So, the flight pay, it's like, I'll give you an idea. Like, um, for a new flight attendants at Delta Airlines. Yeah. Flight pay starts off around $22 an hour. Okay. And like it goes up to old people like me. I've been with Delta for 19 years. Jeez. After 12 years, you top out mm-hmm. and you get um, $66 an hour. Oh my God. Are you serious? That's beautiful. That's a lot. That's good. But you can't work 40 hours a week flying. Like you can't fly. I mean, in theory, maybe you can, but you'd be extremely tired um, flying for like 40 hours in a week you know what i'm saying how, how, how would that work like you you're taking like literally one plane after the other after the other right yeah it's, it would be very hard because there's a lot of legality around how much like there's the, the f the faa uh-huh. requires flight attendants to get a certain amount of rest mm-hmm. um so it's and it's all logged into a system it's all computer computer